members of the OG army get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the other ground live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton. Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. That's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Sunday, June the 21st. It is Father's Day, and neither of us have kids, so uh, happy empty Father's Day, Jay. Yeah, yeah. Happy Painful Memories Day. <laughs> uh, shit, uh, I see the OG Army's uh, forming up in the chat box. Always happy to see you guys there. How'd your day go, Ryan? Better than yours. <laughs> yeah, that's not a very high bar to really get over. Uh, so, you know, nothing, nothing too horrible, I hope. No, I just kind of relaxed. Um, didn't really do much of anything. Uh, mm. tweaked my back a little bit, uh, yesterday. So just kind of gave that some time to rest. But, uh, other oh. than that, you know, it's not like I'm shitting blood or, you know, dying. <laughs> well, the jury's still out on me, apparently, huh? Uh, I guess we need, you know, actually, you know what, before we get into that, let's, let's not start the show with that shit. How'd you tweak your back, man? I don't know. I think I probably just slept wrong. So it was one of those things, uh, like, either I did it sometime yesterday or I did it overnight. Like, I just kind of woke up and it was just a little, a little wonky. So it is what crazy? it is. Still got my, still got my three hours of cardio in. Yeah. <laughs> Man, isn't that crazy? You know that you can sleep wrong. It's not like you don't get enough practice sleeping. It's like a fuck. I've I've been sleeping so long. I fucked up and did it wrong. You do it every night, but as you get older and older, sometimes you just wake up and go, "Oh fuck, that wasn't good." Yeah, getting old is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I cannot disagree with you on that one. Uh, you got anything you want to talk about before we get into my bullshit? I mean, obviously, we got to talk about the fights, even though you didn't watch them. Did with all your extra time today? Did you at least like? <laughs> check up on the results i i i looked up a little bit of it i actually didn't get home uh, all that much early they you know they sent me home a couple hours early so um and i mostly just sat here and went oh i don't really feel very good which i don't i feel like shit but i don't but anyways fights uh well let me go ahead and pull up the results and we can start talking about that shit uh because i didn't get a chance to watch it there we go the uh do you ever use go to bloody elbow it's pretty much my favorite site for mma Nope, never nope, been there. Really? Oh, that's nice. I like it. It's uh, they have good articles. Uh, they do uh, good predictions beforehand that I use a lot when I'm not sure who to pick. Uh, back when I was doing fantasy picks, uh, and then they do like post fight analysis and winners and losers. And it's it's a good website. I like it quite a bit. Oh, let's see. <clears throat> I guess I should probably just go to the fucking UFC where it, uh, the excuse me the underground where it just has the results. Because this is like an article, like a couple paragraphs about each and every uh, one. So let's move here. Yes, instead. that's why I don't need to go to Bloody Elbow. I actually watch the fights, and I don't need uh, someone to, you know, tell me how to think. Uh, how to think? <laughs> I wouldn't go that strongly with it. Okay, but I got the results up. Uh, obviously, the the uh, first crazy crazy thing we can talk about was the part that we actually watched with, uh, uh, or I actually watched because it was in the prelims where when that guy quit on the stool. Uh, we talked about that a little bit yesterday, uh, but apparently there's been a quite a bit of fallout for the coach on that, huh? Well, yeah, the coach didn't do his fucking job. Apparently, the athletic commission's even looking into it. Oh, we got a caller. Let's see who this is. Oh, hello, caller. What can we do for you today? 
You're on, sir, or ma'am. All right. But three, two, one. You can try again later. <laughs> we right, tried. Yeah. We gave best effort. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's funny how seeing how the vast majority of people are agreeing with you, but there's a, fa- a fairly sizable percentage that said the coach did their, uh, their, his job correctly. How is the coach doing the job correctly when your fighter is literally asking you to stop the fight? Well, because now I'm playing devil's advocate here because you got to remember, I, I think that the coach kind of fucked up too. But the theory behind that is the guy was not hurt, uh, seriously hurt. He was, you know, just tired and wanted to quit. And it's the coach's job to motivate the guy to keep to get him going when he when he when he does not want to go. Yeah, no. Once your once your fighter has literally given up, you need to get your fighter out of there because that's when they get fucking hurt. Right, I agree completely. That guy is mentally checked out. There, there is no reason to put him in there to get hurt. Yes, he arguably won the first round, and yes, he has really good wrestling. So he could have just like took the guy down and and basically laid on him for the entire uh, round and basically won the fight. Uh, but that's not where his mind was. And if he had just said he wanted out once or twice or even three times, I could understand the coach trying to motivate him. But I believe they said he said he wanted out directly to the coach nine fucking times. That dude was done. And it's a travesty that he had to basically uh, tell the referee himself that he didn't want to fight. The the coach let him go out there like that shit or forced him to go out there rather. Well, and keep in mind, right? Like there's only 60 seconds. So he was saying that almost every six seconds. Yeah, there you go. That you know, it, it's it was you know, uh, not once or twice. He was he was adamant about not going back out there, and I don't really blame him. Uh, from what I understand, uh, it was a late uh, replacement fight. He didn't have a, a good weight cut or a lot of time to cut weight or time to get his cardio up because apparently he was dealing with turf toe, so his cardio was shit in the first place, even without the uh, um, late notice fight. So basically, the dude only really had one round in him. So, and if you notice, some people thought he won the first round, uh, but after the first round, he was just out of, out of fucking gas and just got the shit beat out of him. And if you're so t- if your cardio is gone, all the heart in the world's not going to and all the heart or skill in the world's not going to win you to fight if you're too fucking tired to do anything. Yeah, I, his his corner was absolutely in the wrong for that. Like if I were that kid, I would be going elsewhere. Yeah, and that's a pretty famous dude. I mean, they, they say UFC Robert Drysdale, and he didn't he didn't do a ton in the UFC. To be honest with you, um, he, he was he was like the the next big thing that was going to be that was going to be huge in UFC, but he never really seemed to go anywhere with it. I don't recall him even fighting in the UFC all that much. And is he earlier than I'm thinking? And am I remembering wrong? No, I don't think he fought. My he's a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guy. Yeah, yeah, he's supposed to be super duper good at that. That's why the big deal was. He was, but he he didn't... was seven and zero in mixed martial arts, so there was that. Uh... But he never fought anywhere. He was so his only fight in the UFC was a no contest that was overturned by the athletic commission. Hmm. Oh, why is that? A uh, was it a was it something he won or lost uh, originally? Oh, he was on roids. He won, and then they uh... you know, obviously changed to a no contest. Right, right. And I guess he decided he didn't want to be in the UFC as much as he liked doing steroids because he never had another fight. Well, he had one more fight, just not in the UFC. It was uh, in Legacy. So obviously, you know, a regional show. Right. Wow. He just kind of sputtered out, huh? And I, I remember yeah. that wasn't that, that long ago when he was like a, a hot name in MMA. Like everyone was really excited about him coming to the UFC. 
Yeah, his last fight was in 2016. He just... He's never fought anyone I've heard of. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he is a very high-level like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guy, but goddamn, you can't be... You can't corner someone and just not give a fuck about their well-being. Right, right. <clears throat> it's funny because the guy that he was uh, cornering was supposed to be a fairly hot prospect as far as that goes. It was his UFC debut, but he was 5-0 and in a professional uh, MMA and like in the lower tier, and it was supposed to be really good jiu-jitsu. But one of the things that kind of surprised me, and it shouldn't, was that they said he was a Division One wrestler as well. And, you know, he was just a skinny guy because it's the lower weight classes. I kind of forget sometimes that Division One wrestling comes in all the weight classes, not just the heavyweight guys. Because, you know, when, when you talk about, you know, uh, Division One wrestlers, normally you're talking about people in the 185, 205, or sometimes even, in, you know, in the heavyweight. But uh, obviously they fight, they, they wrestle all the way down to, I think, like something ridiculously low, like 105 or 110 or something like that for the men. Right. So, yeah, like... They, they definitely do come in all sizes, and actually most of them are smaller. If you think about it, like, you got heavyweight is, you know, basically the same amount. It's 275, and then you'll have, like, the 191s and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's not overly indexed to big dudes. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I guess, I, I mean, I'm just surprised there's not more of them in the UFC in that case because... Uh, the bigger guys, they obviously they have uh, other options besides wrestling. You know, football comes into play and things like that. But the little guys, like someone who who wrestles at like one fifteen or one twenty five or one thirty five, obviously, you know, there's weight classes in the UFC for that. So I'm surprised it's not stacked to the brim with Division One wrestlers of different natures. Well, I mean, not everybody likes getting punched in the face for a living. That's true. I get, while wrestling and MMA have a lot of things in common, they are different. In, in wrestling, you're not intentionally trying to hurt the other dude. Well, not supposed to be anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you're trying to dominate the shit out of them, but yes, you don't get to just haul off and punch them in the face. Right, right. So, But yeah, uh, that was uh, a sad thing to see. Uh, obviously, we talked about my friend Roxy losing and how that sucked as well. I don't really want to talk about that anymore, to be honest with you. Uh any, anything else in the prelims you uh, found interesting? No, not really. So, yeah. So, there was the other women's fight that was pretty fucking boring. Uh, then there was another women's fight. That one actually wasn't too bad. Torres versus Van Buren. That Van Buren girl, like, he probably has a pretty good future <laughs> ahead of her. She just hasn't fought much. So, she's actually one of the right. first people that have, uh, came out of the Gilroy wrestling program. That, okay. Uh, Cormier teaches. Hmm. So she's coming out of AKA. She she looked pretty good. It's just Torres obviously is much better in the stand up. Right, right, right. I didn't so see she that. Took fight, the decision but... there, but like early in that fight, you could tell that like she's gonna be a problem if she can get a hold of people. Hmm. Right. From what I understand, uh uh I didn't see the fight, but Torres was uh remarkably faster than she used to be, was what a couple people said. I don't think faster than she used to be. She's always been quick. I think she just used it well. Actually had a pretty good fight, so right, that was right. that. Of course, it went to a decision because it's a women's fight. <laughs> and then the uh, the main event of the prelims was a fun fight with uh, Guida versus Bobby Green. Uh, Green pretty much dominated the stand-up. Guida got a few takedowns here and there. Like I think some people weren't happy with the decision going to Green, but I thought he won the fight, so there's that. Right, right. Um, 
then the the uh, on the main card it started off awesome from what I understand because anytime Jim Miller wins it's a fucking good night. Yeah, he pulled off a slick armbar. Like that guy is just he is the ageless wonder. Like he still finds way to win. Like I wanted yeah. Roberts to win just based on you know him kicking the shit out of the the dog fighting piece of shit. Right, right. But uh, yeah, it's always good to see you know some of the old guys still still win impressively. Right. I forget how good he is on the ground because he's also really, really good at winging shots at people. Uh, but he did fucking beat Joe Lazan on the ground and Joe Lazan is fucking really good on the ground. Jim Miller's never had that great of stand up, Jay. He's, he's well, always been known well, yeah, for his, yeah, but his I, slick I, submissions. But I just, my, most of my images are of him in my head are of him winging bombs at people. Cause he's good at that too. I'm not saying he's a slick, slick at worth his striking, but, uh, I've seen him fuck people up before. <laughs> Well, yeah, but mainly when you think about like what he is very good at, it's definitely mm -hmm. submissions. Mm -hmm. And then, Considering, uh, who, you know, out of out of twenty two career wins, he's had four knockouts. Really? God, it's I don't know. I just have a different mental image of him. Maybe because he's so stocky and fucking, you know, he just looks like he wants to hit you in the face. <laughs> I think you just don't actually remember any Jim Miller fights. I remember lots of Jim. Okay, I remember one Jim Miller fight, the Joel Lazan fight. <laughs> and he didn't win by knockout. So. I know that. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Who was uh, who was next on the card? Oh, uh, it was Bilal Muhammad and Lyman Good. Uh, not too bad of a fight there. They both pretty much stood up the entire time. Mm -hmm. um, halfway decent fight. Like, it wasn't great. Went to a decision. It was <laughs> what it was. Right, all right. Yeah, we had another women's fight. And of course, goes to a decision and is super boring and not great at all. <laughs> well, it I really was. Like, there was four women's fights, and like the only thing that was even somewhat exciting was the Torres Van Buren fight. And even by that, by the third round, you were just like, okay, I know where this is going. I'm going to go take a piss and not pass <laughs> out. Be careful when you do that, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, from what I understand, the fight uh, after that was uh, amazing, though. That fight saved the entire fucking night. Josh Emmett and Shane Burgos just went out there and fucking threw leather. Like, they just bombed on each other for three straight rounds. Like, very likely this will be, if nothing else, at least in the, in the talks for the fight of the year. Because this nice. is one of those old school just throwing bombs for 15 minutes nice like shane burgos has a fucking chin from hell from what i understand uh uh joss emmett uh, hurt his knee like in the first fucking 10 seconds of the fight and was like throwing kicks like a madman anyways yeah he said he thought he tore his acl like i don't know with the way he was moving if he actually did or not yeah he probably he, he looked like he slightly <laughs> hyperextended his knee it still seemed like he was able to put some pressure on it. wasn't too wasn't too floppy with it because I mean, Burgos was still just nailing him with leg kicks to that mm. knee. Oh, Ouch. and he never went down from it. So, yeah, right, either right. I doubt it's like a full torn ACL. He may have like a partial tear of one of the ligaments or something going on there. But more than likely, he wasn't seriously seriously injured there. But he looked great. He throws. He absolutely throws everything into, I think, every punch he throws. Wow. You must have amazing cardio since that was a decision. <laughs> yeah, those two just went the entire time. All right. And uh, how did the last fight of the uh, night grab you? I wanted to go to bed, 
pretty much through the entire fight. It really just wasn't anything going on there. It's Blades taking down Volkov yeah. over and over and over again. And that's a Curtis Blades fight, right? Like, you don't necessarily think of Curtis Blades and like super highlight finishes. Right. And I, I mean, he seems like he's got the wrestling down pat. How hard can it be to like throw some ground and pound in there? Yeah, he's a big dude. It wouldn't take a ton of shots. I mean, so it's not like he needs a ton of openings to do it. I um, mean, there's no, no one throws. teaching. Like the, yeah. No, he absolutely did. Like, he cut the shit out of Overeem. Don't you remember that fight? Oh, yeah, yeah. But that was, uh, was on the ground. I thought that was from a... a... Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. No, yeah, those yeah. were elbows on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just surprised, you know, if that he doesn't fucking, you know, knock people out with that all the time. It's not easy to knock someone out via ground and pound. Generally, really? you're only going to get a stoppage if you get anything. And that's hmm. just when you get to the point where someone's not defending themselves. You don't see a lot of people go unconscious on the bottom. Uh, I, I guess I guess it's a leverage and positional thing because obviously getting hit on the ground with your head, with your head against the uh, uh, mat is a horrible, horrible idea. Once you got no rebound going or anything like that, but I guess that's so offset. You're by also the, in the yeah. You're also in the guard, and they don't have the room to generate that much power. Right. Right. Well, I, I guess when I think ground and pound, I think full mount, just raining down punches. Well, you know, we're, you're speaking about more realistic MMA, like guard and half guard attacks and things like that. Yeah, this isn't a video game, Jay. Oh, man, it should be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, you still see a full guard every, I mean, someone get a full mount every once in a while, but it's fucking a lot rarer than it used to be. It used well, to be. Used to, so you know, this, but that was right. the thing. You started getting fighters that wanted to do damage from the guard because it's harder to get kicked out of position there like if you're in full mount like it's a lot easier for someone to buck you off or you know turn to their stomach and then obviously you have their back but still it's not necessarily the best place oh. to rain down damage against someone that knows what they're doing oh like it's safer it's a safer place to stay in like guard or half guard or ground and pound mm-hmm. you're not necessarily going to get as much power behind it or have the ability to stop the fight as well but you're also not in as much danger Oh, interesting. I guess the video games actually do support that because I always love going to full mount, but uh, you took the risk of uh, getting flipped off and things like that, that you didn't, in, like in half guard, uh, actually playing video games, I think uh, side control was my favorite position because it combined a whole bunch of good strikes that you could use with uh, without them being able to get out. The best they could do is move you to another position while on full mount. If, if they're good enough, they could get full escapes out of it and shit. So I guess the game wasn't completely inaccurate, huh? No, but it is still a little, a little suspect. Right. So we have, fi- we have fights coming up next week. Oh my, really? And that it's that. ridiculous. Like I'm looking at the UFC site for like the actual stuff that's like fully committed. Mm-hmm. There are three prelim fights and then a five fight main card where I know one of the people have already had to pull out. Oh Jesus. Are we spe- this is the poor year hooker event. Yeah, so this is definitely going to be uh, yeah interesting to see if they can get some people in on you know a week's notice. Hmm. See, I've got a uh, I, I use a different site. I use that MMA Playground uh, just because I'm familiar with it, and they've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten fights solicited on it already. But oftentimes they'll list fights that the UFC will list in a day or two because I think the UFC wants to make really really sure they're. Uh, you know, actually going to have a fight before they throw it on their website where this, this place, 
uh, does not seem to worry about that because <laughs> there, there's been a couple times where we saw the, uh, I saw fights on here that weren't listed on the UFC yet that ended up being tr- uh, listed on there later. Um, yeah. So it sounds like there's two others that they're, I guess, finalizing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and who knows which ones they are. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, go, if you're starting from the top, obviously the Poirier hooker fight will be good and Gal versus Mike Perry will be really entertaining. But then you start dropping a little bit in in entertainment value. I mean, I don't know. Once again, we all know how these you know lesser known fighters often put in really amazing fights for us to watch. But it's it's hard to be interested in them when you know you know you don't know who the fuck most of these people are. I mean, regardless, Poirier Hooker should be a good fight. Yeah, and yep. then hopefully we get to see Mickey Gall like just rip Mike Perry's leg off and beat him with it or something. God, I hope so. There's, I mean, is he trolling us? Is, is is he really, really, really only training with his girlfriend for this fight? Have you seen Mike Perry? Yeah. Do you really think he's smart enough to troll? I don't know. Someone might might be helping him. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, he has coaches and and supposedly, oh, I guess not trainers anymore or coaches anymore. But you know, someone might be. You know, giving him this, this idea to run with or something. You never know. Uh, or it might be possibly he's really that dumb and he's fired all of his trainers and coaches and now he just trains with his girlfriend. So, uh, yeah, I, it'd be fun to I see how that works out for him. I'm pretty confident that he is one of those people that actually is as dumb as he looks. <laughs> well, you know, that's going to go poorly for him, I assume. I mean, he's not that far out of training with real trainers and coaches and stuff. So he might be able to pull out, pull it out for this fight. Cause Mickey Gall, while he's got, you know, he's got some interesting wins. He's not like a world beater either. Uh, so, but long-term there's no way that fucking works out for him. No, he's well, just being that stupid will never go far for him anyway. Like he was never a world beater and he had a couple fun fights, but like, He's not anything special. No, no, exactly. I mean, that's uh, if there, if there was a bigger name uh, uh, besides Mickey Gall, he wouldn't change standing a fucking chance in hell. But you know, you got to remember, Mickey Gall just lost to Diego Sanchez uh, back in March of 2019. So, so I mean, we're not we're not talking about a world beater they're putting them up against either. No, and somehow that's the co-main event. Yeah. Well, once again, the what we get is what we get. Uh, they do rack, uh, ratchet it up quite a bit for the event after that for UFC uh, two fifty one. But well, uh, yeah, that's Fight Island. Right, right. But uh, we're not ready. We'll probably wait till talk about that. Uh, what else you got there, Ryan? That's all I had. I figure we have at least a half an hour of you slowly dying on us. Uh, okay. I guess it's time. Well, guys. Um, I know I don't, you, I promised I wasn't going to talk about health issues, uh, all that much. Uh, but we had a new thing pop up last night. So, uh, let me go ahead and tell that story. Uh, um, I got up, I don't know, probably I go, I went to bed at, uh, eight o'clock because uh, I get up super fucking early. Uh, woke up at around 10, maybe 10 30, uh, and had to pee. So I get up, I'm peeing. Uh, I finished peeing and I, and you know, well, at least you guys know that moment you sit there, you know, just to make sure you're done before you zip up, you know, pull your underwear back up and shit. So I'm just sitting there with my dick out basically. And I passed the fuck out like straight out. Um, my knees hitting the floor brought me out of it 
not brought me out of it enough to realize that something was going fucking on but i so i tried like stumble back to my feet and i couldn't i was all dizzy and discombobulated and shit um since my house is small uh, my bathroom is like literally two steps from my bedroom and my bedroom is about the same size as my bed since i have a king size bed so basically i stumbled a couple steps in the bed and, and lied there uh, all shivering and like i had like hot and cold flashes and just felt all fucked up for a while um after 20 minutes or so you know that went away and i went fell back to sleep and until about 1 a.m when my stomach told me i needed to get up right away and sorry about the grossness it took a fucking massive diarrhea shit um went, and then i went back to bed uh slept a couple more hours until it was time for me to get up to go work um and that's what i did you know i uh when i got up i, I had a normal bowel movement so it wasn't like my stomach was still fucked up or anything like that um didn't feel great but did but you know i don't uh, but not like didn't feel like i was dying or anything like that so i went to work uh ch- checked myself as soon as i got there with the thermometer was not running the temperature or anything like that and my thought was well that's weird uh if that's something that keeps on happening, apparently I'm going to have to see a doctor about it. Uh, unfortunately, my bosses did not see it the same way. <laughs> when, when it was later in the day, so they were kind of upset about this. Uh, you know, one of my bosses I was talking to, and I, I told him the story. He goes, yeah, yeah I'm going to send you home now. What, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, no, uh-uh, I, I, you, I'm going to send you home, and you need to get a COVID test before you can come back. I'm like, why? Passing out isn't a... He goes, you showed symptoms. Um, and I tried to tell him, I was like, well, dude, diarrhea is not a big deal for me. It's not fun, but I have IBS. It happens fairly frequently. I, I can't go to work if you're going to keep me home every time I have IBS, uh, IBS shits rather. Uh, and yeah, I was, I had hot and cold flashes, you know, which can be a symptom, you know, of, uh, of COVID, but I had them because I passed out. It was a symptom of that. <laughs> uh, at no point did I run a temperature or anything like that. I, I don't have a high, I don't have a fever. Uh, I don't have like a cough or anything like that. Clearly, I don't have fucking COVID. Um, but I can't go back to work until I get a test, which is so uh, you say, you say that, yeah. But DL Hughley also did not have any sort of symptoms and then passed out on stage and has COVID. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I read that too. But uh, I'm sure he's going to develop symptoms now. Uh, but uh, like, you know, I, I was slightly worried because he goes, "Oh, come you didn't tell me." I'm like. Uh, and I told him, I was like, dude, I told the big boss, like, this is, you know, the, the boss of like most of the th- thing, but there's a boss above him. I told him about it when he first came, when he first came in, cause you know, me and him chat a lot. Uh, and, uh, he didn't say, he didn't tell me to go home. He didn't think it was a big deal or, any, or anything. He goes, yeah, that's weird. You're probably gonna have to get that checked out at some point. And that was the end of the conversation. So I didn't think any, anything of it. And, you know, this boss saw it completely different than another one. And, you know, and I hope I don't have COVID cause Jesus Christ, uh, uh, I take precautions and I really seriously doubt I could have passed it to anyone, but I still don't want to take that chance. Well, I think the big boss that you told your, your, your maladies to, I think he probably wasn't completely paying attention. Cause I can't think of any oh, no, no. normal human that listens, listens to someone that has had as many health issues as you do talk about passing out in the middle of the night and then having hot and cold flashes and then having to get up again and just, you know, pee out your butt and then be like, yeah, you might want to get that check sometime. Like anybody that hears that is going to go, Jay, you need to go to the doctor like now. No, no, no. You know, um, like I told him, it's not a big deal. I don't, don't feel horrible. Fucking. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. Uh, I guess I didn't, uh, sound right. Cause you know, um, we comes in, he's like, yeah, I was, I was like, good morning. He's like, Hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm excellent. He goes, you don't sound like you're excellent. 
I'm like, well, if you want me to be honest, you no, know, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, and then I told him all about it, and that was that. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't want to complain, dude. Fucking, I, like I said, I don't think it's a big deal. But well, this uh, isn't it, a complaint thing, and it's not a this is not a big deal thing. Anytime you lose consciousness, it's a big deal. Like that's yeah. not normal. And like, I'm that's not a, oh, that it. was weird. No big deal. Yeah. Um, I am going to call my doctor about it tomorrow. Uh, fortunately, I, I feel not too scared about it because our local OG doctor uh, gave me a diagnosis. It's it's kind of cool. The one of, one of the most awesome things about the OG is there's fucking somebody for everything in that forum. There's so many different types of people, just about anything you want to ask advice on. There's probably somebody who knows a whole bunch about it that can give you actual real advice. You know, it's happened so many times to me of weightlifting and diet and shit like this. And this is the doctor. I can't remember his well, uh, screen name. Well, that's just all me. So. Right, exactly. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. It's like Metalto or something like that. He, this is the guy that had the COVID uh, a thread. Where he's asking no, the his, guy, yeah, but the guy that gave you this advice this time is the Rajay MD or whatever. Oh, is that who it was? Okay. Two different yeah, doctors. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he said it was some, something that I can't pronounce, which is a, a, a thing where you, you occasionally pass out in certain conditions. It could be anything from seeing blood because it could be an emotional or stress thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, oh, they said diet dehydration could it could do it, or us all these other things. He said, and some people just have it when they urinate, just period, without any of these other reasons to have it. And they said they don't understand why exactly, but it's something about the relaxing of the blood vessels in the groin area after you're done peeing, lowering drastically lowering your blood pressure and causing you to pass out. Uh, and this did happen to me once when I was in middle school, decades and decades and decades ago. I was. Uh, waiting in line at a roller skating place and the lobby was really hot and the same thing happened to me i, I started getting you know dizzy and kind of grayed out in the edges waiting out as i call it and i had to sit down which did not amuse my brothers at all they were very embarrassed um but that's like 30 years ago so it's not not like it commonly happens to me uh, he did point out that the medication i take to sleep might uh like uh, exasperate the issue as well um uh, and make it worse than it would be normally. So there's a good chance that's what it is. And he says, as long as you don't have uh, heart problems, it's not like a serious condition. Just make sure you sit down when you pee. Um, so and then I'm he hoping also that's what it says, is. go to a doctor and get an EKG. Right. I am going to call my doctor tomorrow and talk to him about it. So because better safe than sorry. I, I, my heart's been checked as recently as the, uh, January, the last time I had uh, surgery on my hernia. So I'm, I'd be really surprised if something's developed between now and then, but you're, you do get, uh, you know, I'm getting older and sometimes health uh, concerns can pop up rather quickly. You could be perfectly fine six months ago and, and have something actually wrong with you now. So I knew, I realized that just because I've been, I get checked pretty regularly because all the cancer stuff, that doesn't mean they're. It's not something wrong. I do think it's probably unlikely, though. Well, yeah, but you also have to factor in not but a week and a half ago, you were also shitting blood. You're having yeah. a lot of things that shouldn't really happen to the mm. human body happening to the human body. So while they may just be, you know, like they may be perfectly benign, like these are things you need to get checked out because having this many weird things happen in such a short amount of time even thinking back to you finally getting diagnosed with IBS or whatever, like we're yeah. talking just a, a few month period and you're going to shit. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm not handling it mentally all that well. Um, I try to keep shit together and put out a bright, sunny persona. Uh, not so much here because, you know, complaining helps full time, nothing else. Uh, but in my outer life at work and with my wife and stuff, I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive person. And I'll be honest with you, the last fucking three years have not been a fun time for me. Uh, not just health wise with all my family stuff and all that good stuff as well. Um, I've told the tales before about, you know, my parents died, both my parents dying and didn't find out my stepdad was an evil asshole who lied to my mom for fucking 37 years. Um, and you know, then all this other bullshit shingles and cancer and fucking multiple hernias and uh now ibs and whatever the fuck the uh this is going on now it's hard to be positive sometimes dude <laughs> i uh you know i'm, well, I'm sick why, of this shit that's why we have this you have a place to sound off about things get it off your chest we can actually give you good advice that you should probably follow because damn it we can't have you keeling over you know, right now, because I'm not taking the reins of this fucking podcast and doing this all by myself. <laughs> yeah, if nothing else, I can't break the streak, right, dude? Fucking, we're getting we're we're getting pretty close to uh, well, as far as like hours wise, we're well over a hundred hours. But in between the uh, uh, actual uh, regular episodes and the fight companions, we're creeping up on like a hundred episodes altogether. You know, um, the the live hours is. Um, shit actually yeah we are we are on episode 90 fucking nine now if you count the days that we do a uh uh if you count the live episodes because well the problem with those excuse me the fight companions the problem with those is there are two or three uh parts so uh god i don't days wise i think we're probably like 90 days in a row or something like that now well yeah we got to get to 365 so you cannot croak before then Right. And if you're going to die, we're going to need at least like a two week notice so we can start, you know, auditioning other hosts. <laughs> yeah, I can't just leave you guys high and dry. I've got a contract to, you know, fulfill and all that good shit. Uh, yeah, but, you know, um, I just want fucking six months. Give me six, six months of fucking no issues. You know, that would be to make me happy. I don't expect like amazing things to happen in my life and all these great blessings and all the good shit. Just don't let anything fucking bad happen to me for fucking six months. That's that's not a lot to ask for, right? I, I would think that would actually be kind of normal. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I don't know. <laughs> my, my wife makes jokes about it that, that uh, me marrying her must have been obviously the worst thing that I've ever done because all this shit happened right after we got married. <laughs> like literally, I got married in uh, January, uh, and then my mom passed away, like uh, killed herself like three months later. Then I got cancer, like fucking, I think uh, six months after that, <laughs> and then all the oh, I'm sorry, then the shingles was six months after that, and then like uh, cancer was like six months after that and oh and then my dad died about six months after was killed in a motorcycle accident about six months after that and just all, all this shit keeps on happening dude uh and obviously as far as life's go mine's a lot better than a lot of people and, and a lot of people have had a lot shittier luck than me uh, obviously i'm alive so fucking that's way better than some people get out of the whole cancer thing so i don't want to seem like i'm ungrateful for the good things that have happened to me but uh, I'm done with the bad things for a while. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think we've uncovered that your your wife is a serial killer. She just hasn't <laughs> figured out your dosage yet. Yeah, <laughs> she she and she's actually felt bad about it before. She felt because yeah, you because know, yeah, you know, all the stuff. I told her it's like no, don't feel bad about that. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me. 
God knows where I'd fucking be if I wasn't married to her. I don't have anybody, you know, that's just her. So, uh, she, she, uh, I don't think she realizes her value. She could push me around way more than she actually does. <laughs> hey, now you also have like 11% of the OG. Yeah. That's <laughs> the other 89%. Not so sure. Not so much. Eva. But I think you might have 11%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, let's not, compl- you know, I don't want to complain about shit. Let's do some, let's talk about some other shit, dude. Uh, I did. I well, did, one good thing, right? So like last mm-hmm. night being crazy and you passing out and everything. Hey, at least today was an off day for lifting. <laughs> yeah, dude. I can only imagine if I was tried to lift weights uh, today. And, you know, that's okay. one of the, that's one of the few things that's been actually going good. I've been happy about that. I haven't really gained any weight, but I, uh, I can tell that I'm getting in better shape. Like the love handles are gone on my uh, sides already. And the stomach's a uh, little, the little patch of fat that I, was, I have is getting smaller and smaller. So uh, while I'm not gaining mass like I want to, because I can't get my diet shit right, uh, I, it's definitely working. The insane thing, you're pretty much the only person ever that is deadlifting every week and has not passed out from that, but has passed out from peeing. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps I should uh, try deadlifting while I'm peeing. <laughs> Although that's involuntary sometimes. <laughs> that's one thing I make sure I do. I always make sure I use the bathroom, uh, take a piss before I go work out. Because uh, I imagine uh, if I didn't, I probably would uh, squeeze out a little bit of pee on some of those lifts. They're starting to get heavy, which I like. It's it's starting to feel like I'm doing something. The first two or three weeks uh, you know, that we were doing this, I, I built up so slowly because I was so afraid of hurting myself. That most of the time, it didn't really feel like I was fucking doing anything. You know, uh, I, I get tired by the end of the lift. So that's how I knew I was doing at least some way. But now I'm reaching a, uh, putting a weight on there where I don't think I'm going to get through all the sets where before I was pretty sure I did. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing. You got to get to that point, especially when you're doing like this programming is pretty much every week here on out. You should feel like, goddamn, Dalton's trying to kill me. And that <laughs> means you had a great day. workout. Yeah, that's how leg day felt the other day. That was whoosh. Uh, yesterday's workout wasn't as bad, but it was uh, it was you know longer than I longer than I thought it was going to be. It's like five different lifts, uh, and normally you have me do three or four for most days. Uh, it, but it was good ones. I liked it. It, it was a wide bench press, competitive bench press, uh, skull crushers, um, um, upright rows, and one other one that I can't fucking remember. Uh, but it, it, all, all chest and arm stuff, which I'm always a big fan of. No way. Or did you have me do, I think you had me do deadlifts at the end of that. No, I'd have to look it up, but it was good. I enjoyed uh, that. Workout. Yeah. I have no clue what, what I had programmed <laughs> for you right there. It, interesting note, since I'm doing all this stupid cardio, I can't really lift like normal. So I'm actually going to steal the programming I did for you. And I'm going to do week one tomorrow. Oh my. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> So that should be a fun reset for you, basically, huh? Well, kind of. So I looked at what week one was, and it's just like, it, at least day one, it's just a bunch of squats. So I'm just going to end up doing, I think, probably 10 sets of 10, call it a day. Oh, yeah, 10 sets of 10. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I didn't really appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, when I first started working out uh, yesterday, you know, okay, three sets of uh, bench press. Oh, cool. Okay, let me see what's next. Oh, fuck. Apparently two more fucking sets of bench press. Shit. 
so so you know i'm used to doing three sets of most things uh, three sets of 10 for most things you, you know that you have me doing or three sets of 12 now you're getting get me getting into like you know four or five sets of 10 and 12 so it's uh definitely uh more of a intense workout than, a, than it used to be well what i'm doing is very specialized so like on all of those main days you're always going to have essentially two exercises that are still the main lift one's just going to be a variation so right. yeah you're always doing anywhere between especially in like this block anywhere between like five to eight or nine sets of whatever the main lift is right yeah, it's reaching a point where I have to make, I think I might have to start getting up like a, just like another 15 or 20 minutes earlier. I'd be more comfortable with that. So, cause I don't want to feel like I'm rushing the lifts and I'm the ones where you give me options, like do three to five. I'm like, well, sometimes I'm just doing three cause I don't think I have room time to set, to get five in, uh, excuse me. And I think I'd rather get up a little bit earlier than have to cut myself short like that. Yeah, you should be you should be monitoring those sets, not based on your time available. It should be based right. on like how you're feeling that day. Right, nine times out of ten, that's that's how I'm feeling that day, anyways. But I like to have the option to do more. Um, so my wife well, then just you're not walked... being honest with yourself of how you're actually feeling. Right, like, exactly. You should be able to feel like days like I just don't have it today. Like we all have those days. Those shouldn't be the majority of the days. Right, right, exactly. Like that should be the once every couple weeks you have one of those days. It's like I just don't have it today, and you end up doing three instead of five sets of something. That's true. But on on, on other days, I should listen to Coach Drysdale and get out there and fucking get do those sets. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You fucking do it. Your corner isn't you know sending you out to get a concussion. They're sending you out to get fucking swole. Yeah. Goddamn right. Beefcake. <laughs> yeah so uh you know and overall i'm ha I'm happy with the progress i'm making so far i'm probably not as far along as i should be but i definitely feel like i'm far uh, much farther along than i was a month ago when we started the shit best money you've ever spent on a program right god damn right man did i ever get my money's worth <laughs> now if i can just get this taste into my fucking mouth i mean what oh <laughs> uh, shit uh, you got anything else you want to talk about before we get on to the bull the couple bullshit topics I managed to think up while between feeling sorry for myself and feeling sick? No, you hop to it. Well, actually, no, I guess I do have one that's just it's it won't be a long conversation, but it's just a funny news story that's out there. Oh yeah. Um they have come out with kosher lube. Really targeting oh. that Orthodox Jew population. Hmm. Okay. Well, first things first, I didn't realize all lube was not kosher. <laughs> Is there pork products in them or something like that? I don't know, but the fact that they had to come out with specifically kosher lube means the uh, means those Orthodox Jews. God damn, like that must suck. There must be a lot of you know, bite the pillow. I'm coming in dry. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's just sad. You know, uh, yeah. And imagine all the gay Orthodox Jews. Man, that's just be really fucking rough, right? You know, they don't even have any natural juices to help them along. A lot of spit, Jay. A lot of spit. <laughs> well, good for them. I'm glad that they have a product they can use. Uh, we've talked about that before. Where I, as much as I'd like to believe in a God, because I think that that'd be very comforting. Um, I refuse to believe in a God that gives a shit what you eat. Come on, you God really cares if you eat fucking lobster or 
beef or whatever your God tells you that you can't eat. I don't believe that at all. So you could be the best person in the world, help charities all over the world, rescue kids from floods, but you had a hamburger on the wrong day. So you're fucked. No, I refuse to believe that. Well, especially Orthodox Judaism, like they have some of the craziest goddamn rules, Mm -hmm. like on some of those like week long holidays that they have or like three or five day holidays that they have. Like you can't eat these combinations of food or you can't have this certain ingredient until after, you know, the sun goes down or like it's the weirdest goddamn things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then there's that entire uh, Ramadan thing where where uh they where they can't eat during the day all they can have is water and you know uh khabib takes uh fucking fighting off because of that you know that whole thing but i have people at work that honor that and they're just fucking miserable because you know they're working all through the day and you know um and they can't have anything but water until after sundown and shit so dude you know there's one thing to sit around and honor your god there's another thing to put it put it in a full fucking shift on an empty stomach every day for god knows how long well, th- those aren't the Jews, Jay. I know, but we're speaking of religions and their different re- restrictions. <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh, so the Ramadan thing is especially weird. So you would, uh, and we would see this. I don't know if it was last year during the football playoffs or there was something, but there were some athletes, I think like one or two in particular, that like were observing Ramadan. So they actually had someone monitoring when the sun would set. Because then that person could then have like water and shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so fucked up, dude. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there a God out there is really picky about what you eat. So, I mean, the stranger things have happened. I mean, if there is a God, uh, who knows what he wants. So, uh, that, that's as good as any, um, speaking sorry, of, religion, if God is that anal, fuck that guy. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, religions that I don't understand, can you imagine how fucking shitty it must be to be born Amish nowadays? You know? Well, uh, yes or no. So, like, it depends on how, like, sheltered and Amish you stay. Like, if you don't know what you're missing, would that life actually end up being, like, better? Because I tell well, you yeah. what, like, if I go out for, like, and I don't know how I would handle this long term, but, like, if I go out for, like, a day and I leave... I, you know, my phone behind, pretty much all electronics behind, just go out, grill some food, let the dogs run around, actually have conversations with people. Like, pretty good goddamn day. These people have that virtually all the time. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Some people do not know this about the Amish religion, but all the young people... Uh, before they make this, before they make the decision to be part of the Amish community, apparently have to go out and experience the real world. So they all have to find out about this shit. Can you, and can you imagine, you know, being bored out of your fucking mind in, in, in an Amish community, your entire childhood and this, that, and the other. And the, and then when you, I can't remember how old they are. I think they're 16 or 18 or 17 or so, or eight, somewhere between 16 and 18 when they were, where they go out into the world. So you go out into the world and realize there's all this really fucking cool shit that you could have experienced all this time, but you had asshole Amish parents that kept all this shit from you. I don't know. I think I'm looking at it through the lens of my own life because I can't imagine anything worse than having no electronics, no electricity, uh, you know, living back in the you know olden times here in the modern world. Well, yeah, but that's because you are so hooked to the things we have. 
Yeah. Like if you were a smart Amish parent and when you're going to, you know, send your 16 year old out for however long it is, like, wouldn't you just send them to like Detroit or like <laughs> Chicago <laughs> within two days, they would be like on the next horseback. Yeah. yeah. Just, well, I, I wouldn't want to send them to Detroit or Chicago. You want your kids to come home at, after all. But yeah, I, I see the point you're making. Don't send them to someplace really cool. Like send them to like a, uh, like a shitty hick town or something like that. Send them to fucking Flavortown. Flavortown. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Ohio is a shithole. Yeah, you know, I used to say that you could make Ohio another great lake, and other than the amusement parks, no one would miss it. Well, see, I've had some ideas about kind of trimming down the states a little bit. Oh like, yeah. Number one, oh, we yeah. should at least we should at least add one more state. We should add Puerto Rico. They're kind of getting fucked right now. Yep. But past that, we should go ahead and merge the Dakotas. Yeah, we don't need we more should, than one Dakota. Exactly. We should merge the Virginias. Same reason. We don't need more than one. Montana should be a state park. There you go, the entire thing. And you're also going to go ahead and merge uh, Missouri and Kansas. And the only reason is because Kansas City exists in both. So let's just go ahead and get some consistency here. Yeah, yeah, you can't share that. So. <laughs> It's one or the other, so make them. We don't. I don't care which one they name it either. That's that's, that's fine. Those are good ideas. Um, <laughs> I think there are several also, states. Also, Rhode that, Island is just going to be a truck stop. Just <laughs> not actually yeah. a state anymore. It'll just yeah. be the Rhode Island truck stop. Mm-hmm. If they yeah, I, if there's anybody still living there, they can just be assimilated into either like Connecticut or New York or whatever. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, all of those little fucking states in that area, if it takes less than two hours to drive across your state, you're required to merge to the state next to you. That should only, that should only be like one, maybe two states there in, uh, in total instead of all those little tiny fuckers. There's really not that many small states up there, Jay. They're all pretty know. decent size. Well, it depends what you're looking at. Come look at Texas. Tech, now there, there, there's a something that should probably be more in one state. Texas just got fucking greedy. So we're all Texas. Like, dude, come on. That's at least three states. You, you're just being greedy, Texas. Next thing you know, they're gonna want Mexico. Well, I mean, we could take Mexico, but like, I, I don't necessarily know if I want it. No, we well, we just want like the coast. <laughs> so like, we'll leave the the, the 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 interior of Mexico. It can stay its own country, but we're gonna take your coastline because we like vacationing there. Wouldn't yeah, that be great? I'm trying to do all of this without war, so I think uh, I think my plan is what we put through, yeah. and we can you know vet other other changes to the country yeah um passive jose is saying me making fun of uh states is uh possibly ironic well here's what you don't know sir you if you remove detroit from the uh equation michigan is one of the most badass fucking awesome states in the country let me take a water break and i will explain yeah i don't necessarily know if i want to hear the eight and a half minute diatribe this is going to be but i will say the one good thing Michigan has done is they're kicking the shit out of COVID. So yeah. you may actually end up being a leper and, you know, forced <laughs> out be. of Michigan if you do end up having the COVID because they yeah. are they're kicking the shit out of it. I saw some story there. They're one of the states that has done the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, apparently uh, our uh, methods have been effective uh, despite the people not being a fan of the governor that enacted them. Uh, but when I say Michigan's awesome, uh, I'm not talking about the cities, the state of Michigan. If you like outdoorsy stuff, you cannot find a better state than Michigan. It's beautiful. There's tons of things to do. You get away from the Metro Detroit area. You start going up North. 
the cities, the little towns and the small cities are awesome. It's a great place to be. Um, go to Mackinac Island if you ever get a chance. Beautiful, beautiful island. Uh, no cars allowed on it. It's all bicycles and horse-drawn carriages. Uh, the, the going to the Upper Peninsula, and it, it's basically an outdoor wonderland. Uh, I'm not big in outdoor things, so I can't give you a lot of different spots. But from, if, you, if you can handle the winter, there's not a better spot to live than Michigan. Well, see, you already disqualified it by that one word, winter. <laughs> you can't well, you have could... the best place when it fucking gets, you know, negative 20 and fucking terrible wind chill coming off of the Great Lakes. No, fuck it, that. Yeah, yeah, you you do have to be careful about that, but that's more of a problem for the uh, west side of the straight, west side of the state since the winds normally blow from west to east. Over here on the east side of the state, we don't have as much uh, of a worry about that. Of course, if you live on the coastline, regardless of which direction the wind's going, it's going to be shitty at certain times. Uh, like there's a small town up in the thumb of the of Michigan uh, called Port Austin that I love going to. Uh, it's a it's a it's a cool place. It's one of the few places where you can watch the sun both set and rise over the water because it's right at the tip of the thumb. So it's got water all around it. Uh, and the wife and I have talked about possibly retiring there because it seems pretty affordable to live and it's a beautiful town. Uh, but the winters there have got to be fucking awful <laughs> with just you know you're basically on on a little tiny peninsula because you know the uh, uh, the thumb is basically a peninsula within a peninsula uh, with water on all sides of you. Who the fuck plans to retire in Michigan? Well, people that probably can't afford to retire anyplace else. <laughs> we saw little... cheap as balls. You just have to deal with the apocalypse. Yeah, and, and the wife has talked about that too because uh, her parents live down there. Uh, but uh, and that, that Puerto Rico good, pretty cheap. Also, you just have to deal with hurricanes. Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we, there's a good chance we'll. Uh, if her parents don't die before we uh, can retire, which is a good possibility, we might end up down in Florida. We've also talked about for if we ever move, we're considering getting a condo instead of a house because I've found out that I don't like worrying about the shit happening to the house. And it'd be nice not to have to worry about that shit. Well, that, and yeah, the upkeep of a lot is not necessarily your strong suit. Right, much less the upkeep of a house. So, <laughs> so um, at one point... It'll be a while from now because yeah, we still owe about fifty five thousand on this house or some shit like that. But once we pay it off or like come into any kind of money or something, we might end up moving to a condo just just to make life easier. I prefer renting, like I really do. Like I just I don't want to fucking deal with it. When I buy something, well, I've had some rental properties in the past that I've had sold, had sold because I just hate dealing with fucking people. But like until I retire. Like I'm just going to rent townhouses. And then when I do retire, I will buy something probably out of the country. Hmm. A house or would you still go with like the condo type thing? So you don't have to worry about upkeep. No, it'd be a house. Cause I would yeah. be doing all sorts of shit to it. Right, 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 right. But I can see that, you know, I can see both ways being nice, but for us, we're not really, you know, those type of people. So <clears throat> perhaps uh, we might end up in a small house. That depends on how our finances are. If I'm financially secured uh, enough that I don't have to worry about uh, anything breaking because I can afford to pay someone to fix it, we might end up in a house because it has, does have obviously lots of advantages. You don't have to worry about your neighbor, neighbors nearly as much as you do when you're like living in townhouses or condos or anything like that. Um, plus, obviously, it's uh, uh, better financially since you're, you have your own, uh, I don't know, I guess buying a condo is like that as well since you're building up equity in it. Both of them have their advantages and disadvantages, uh, disadvantages, I guess. 
Yeah. It's, well, plus, I, I guess also I'm just one of those people that I don't like being tied down to one place. Right. It's like the right. last time I actually bought a place is when I was in Oklahoma, and I, I didn't even turn that into a rental. Like, I bought a place, pretty much almost immediately flipped it around because I wanted to get the fuck out of Oklahoma. It's uh, so like, that why not... do I want to be stuck here, right? So, like, say the right job offer comes across. Like, I don't have to worry... I don't want to have to worry about selling my place and making sure that, you know, I turn a profit on it and also go through the goddamn mortgage process in another place. Like all of it's just a giant pain in my ass that I don't feel like dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Um, I rented with uh, my buddy Ulysses before I bought this place and <laughs> I bought the, I ended up buying a house for the stupidest reason possible. Uh, I mean, it was a good decision actually. I bought this house because we were growing pot in the rental in the basement and this uh and like at one point the the guy we thought we were okay because the guy lived in fucking Seattle uh but once a year I, it turns out he likes to come and inspect the house to make sure everything's okay so we found out that he was coming like a week in a week and went into pe fucking panic mode because you're we growing a whole bunch of pot in the basement uh, and it was like a, a, a weird fucked up short basement that started off as like a cellar. And the, you know, it was, uh, so what ended up happening is <laughs> Ulysses built a fucking wall in the basement <laughs> and put a door and a lock on it. <laughs> and when the, uh, when the landlord came, uh, you know, he's like, Oh, what's this? I said, Oh, well, my roommate uh, owns guns and his son, his son stays with us sometimes. And he wanted a secure place to, uh, um, to, uh, you know, keep, keep his guns. Um, I don't have a key for it, but if you want to come back later after he gets home, that's, yeah, we, I can certainly open up for you. It's just nothing. It's just storage space back there with some of his guns. And he's like, oh, no, that's fine. Cool. I, he seemed happy that we'd improved on the house. <laughs> and that was the end of that. But we realized after that, if we wanted to continue with our pot growing activities, uh, we couldn't do it there because because uh, he'd made comments before. At one point, he asked to check for a water leak because the water bill went up substantially, <laughs> shit like that. So we decided to, uh, I was going to buy, I thought I was going to buy a house. And that, and that was the main reason why, because I was okay living in a rental. It was a shitty little house, but one, like you talked about, there was really nothing to worry about except for being busted for growing pot in the basement. <laughs> God damn, Jay. You have to be the uh, only person that decided to, to buy a house just so you could grow weed. That's pretty much what happened. I mean, that's... <laughs> I, and not I even don't know. to the point that you were like a dealer or anything. No, just a small Like, myself. how much were you growing? Oh, a lot. Not not so much there. Once we got here, we grew a lot. At one point, we uh, we were technically breaking the law just because it it was hard to grow enough to uh, to keep ourselves uh, going and pay for the bills on it because we wanted to pay for our electrical bills were exorbitant. So I, I got rid of it a little bit to some other people that had their cars. Uh, but the problem being, so that part wasn't illegal at all. You can you can you know uh, sell pot to other people that had their medical card back when they, when this was going on. The problem being is they limited you to twenty four plants, uh, which sounds like a lot of plants. But that's only if you don't know how to grow pot. Uh, we were growing pot hydroponically. Uh, so the way the process works is we would have three or four what we called mother plants. They were uh, plants staying in the vegetative mode. So we kept them on the veg side of the room. The room was divided up into two rooms, one the veg side, one the flowering side. Uh, the way it worked is you would uh, clone from the mothers. These are these plants where you knew what they were and you, and you knew they were females. So you didn't have to worry about getting seeds from males pollinating them or anything like that. And you cut off twigs of this, uh, you know, little sprouts from the big plant, and you put them in little cubes called rock wool, uh, which was a porous material that if you that held water for a while, if you poured it into it, 
and you would cut like eight or nine or 10 or 12 sprigs and have, you know, and, and turn them into starter plants. After a week or two, they would start to grow. And after we had them up to a certain point, we would move them over to the flower room. Uh, in the flower room, they would stay for another, uh, normally two months or so. Um, and the problem being, we were, had three tables. Each of them could hold 12 plants. We would stagger them because we, if, if nothing else, we didn't want three tables full of plants to all mature at the same time. It's a big pain in the ass to trim them and dry all that shit. So about every three weeks, one of our tables would come to uh, be ready to be uh, harvested, and that'd be 12 plants. But thing is, we had 12 plants there, then 12 plants in a, in a second uh, tray, and then 12 plants in a third tray, plus 12 to 24 little sprouts getting ready to go in the thing, plus three or four mothers. So we were only supposed to have 12 plants, and we had like fucking 48 most of the time. Most of them weren't pot producing plants. They were little tiny sprigs. But if uh, the cops kicked down my door and started counting plants, they were going to count those. So I was always kind of worried about this entire process because we were only quasi legal. Um, eventually, and, and that's one of the reasons eventually why we, I, I decided I didn't want to do it anymore. He was, uh, my roommate was moving out and he'd already, already always taken care of the hands-on stuff. So I didn't like messing with that in the first place. And I'd always worried about the legality of it. So when he left, I just stopped growing pot entirely. Goddamn felony J. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a gray area. Uh, speaking of gray areas, look at the time. We, I managed to f- fill an entire show with my bitching. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to me, Dalton. Uh, yeah, I, that's serious. I do appreciate you guys uh, listening to my woes. Uh, I don't really have a lot of people to talk to, and I don't like burning my wife of a lot of this stuff because uh, she's a very sensitive, emotional person, and she'll take it you know to to heart a lot. Um, I do, but I, I do also want to thank the OG army for showing up uh, in the first place. I can't do a show without you guys and thank my, uh, uh, partner, Ryan, uh, can't do a show without him either. Ryan, I don't know. What do you got boss? As always, I always have two things before we go. Number one, God damn it, Jay, get healthy. We need you to eat some raw fucking meat, change the oil in your car, do some other man shit and get your life together. No more. <laughs> shitting or pissing blood no more passing out none of it <laughs> i'll try try what, what the hell is that got? yoda quote whatever whatever there is no stop being a pussy there's no stop being a pussy just stop being a pussy <laughs> what else you got boss ah finally i want to leave everybody with this on such a great father's day so to all you fathers out there and everybody else, fuck all y'all. <laughs> everybody have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye. Screw you, hippie!